We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. If you don't mind, let's go to the book of James. We've got two passages of scripture or two books we're going to touch today. James, the first chapter, verses 2 through 5. And you can write these down. Do whatever you like. James 1, 2 through 5, and Hebrews 12 and 2. Both in the New King James Version. Did anybody show up to get a word today? <coughs> what if it's one that you don't want to hear? <laughs> Do you still want it? James 1, 2, and we'll go through verse 5. Actually, we'll go through verse 4, and then Hebrews 12, 2. Are we there? I got two yes. Two yeses. Oh, there we go. James 1 and 2. Well, let's do James 1 and 1. I like that better. I'll read all of it. And we'll go to 4. You ready? All right. James, the bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren. <coughs> Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have, it, have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let's touch verse 2 again. My brethren, count it all joy. Shall count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, and that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Hebrews 12.2. Are we there? Good job. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'll read that again. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, shout for the joy, that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Before we get too far into to, to my message, I want to make sure I do some housekeeping. Could you pull your phones out real quick, please? And forgive me if it takes me a second because this is Tina's phone. They got their phone out. Now, if you do that slow, we got a real problem because y'all be pulling your phones out, hopping on TikTok when you're in church, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Everybody got a post, but now the pastor asks you to pull it out, you're moving slow. Um, go to your settings for me. Oh, gosh, I should have my phone. Where's your settings at, babe? We're going to be here for, oh, there it is. Okay. Go to your settings, um, and then when you get to your settings, go to your Wi-Fi settings. 
everybody there. Um, in your in your settings or your Wi-Fi settings, you should see uh, a network called TMC. You see it? Are you connected to it? Raise your hand if you're connected to it. Oh, somebody just shared me the password. <laughs> Good. I'll share it with you, Angeline. There you go. Now you're on. Um, you should see um, TMC in there. That's Wi-Fi connection. And I wanted you to know, because this is just how keep, keeping, and maybe we should have done this when we started the church, but this has, why do you keep, sh- why do I have to share again? Ezra, I'm sharing it with you now. Here you go. You got it. Um, TMC, th- that network and that router was, was put in here for your enjoyment. You do know that. So when you go, when you show up on a Sunday morning, uh, we want to make sure that you can enjoy yourself while you're here. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, indulge. It means enjoy. It means like when he says go to, you know, the King James Version, go into your Bible app, find that, and stay away from all of the text messages. But I wanted you to know, just in case you didn't know, because there's a couple people here that didn't know this. I'm still sharing it with people. Um, That we installed this router, this wireless connection for your enjoyment. It is specifically for you. Somebody shout amen for that. We pay good money for that connection. We pay good money for that connection. Somebody shout amen. I wanted to make sure you knew that because um, there's other connections in here. And I'll just pick one out. Everybody should, if you keep looking in your connections, you're going to see a QSC in there. Do you see QSC? Raise your hand if you see QSC. Amongst all of the other connections that are available to you, that QSC um, wireless connection is available to you also. Now, just so you know, um, that w- the wireless connection TMC is right behind that door. It's in there, it's tucked away, and it is close to you so you have the access that you need. But there's also in the room another wireless connection, and that is the QSC, and that is the soundboard that is sitting over there. Now, I'm telling you this so that you don't ever connect to that wireless connection. Because you will find yourself extremely frustrated and aggravated with the fact that you can't access the Internet the way that you should because that's a closed wireless network. It is just for that, it is just for that board over there. And I wanted you to know this because we pay good money for you to connect and enjoy yourself on the TMC, which is for you because we love you. We know what you need. But don't ever think that you can substitute that wireless connection for that wireless connection. Even though that wireless connection is connected to that wireless connection, don't ever connect to that one because that's not going to give you the access that that one can give you. Yes? This is just housekeeping. I just want to make sure you know before I get into my sermon that don't ever connect to that. Because this is the one that's going to give you the access you need. Yes? Okay, put your phones away. Or go back to your notes, whatever you do. Just wanted to make sure. We should have done that when we started the church, babe, to let everybody know we had a wireless connection for. Can I start my sermon now? Okay. Um, <clears throat> for a period of time, I'm starting my sermon now. So start. um, I noticed that I wasn't enjoying my blessings in life. 
I don't know when it necessarily started, but I caught it. And I noticed that I wasn't enjoying my blessings. I have um, a beautiful, amazing wife um, who gets better with age. I don't know if I'm making her better or just getting better on her own. I don't know. Um, I have amazing children. Um, it's not that they're perfect, but they, they're good at the core of who they are. And it doesn't stop them from messing up or, you know, messing things up at times, but they're just good kids. You know, I always say, like, there, there are some people who have kids that they just don't like. Like, I don't like you. I feel sorry for that. <laughs> I like my kids. I like being around them. They're pretty cool to be with. It's, it's ama- that, that is why they're amazing to me. I give you a standard ovation because that, that could be a problem if I didn't like you. I can love you and I like you. I just so happened to be the pastor of an amazing, dope church. And, and, and the reason why I say that is not because we're so trendy and all these different things, but I honestly believe that we work hard at trying to make God smile. It is our hearts to die to make sure that we please him. I am also a part owner of a, of a growing business. I mean, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm so blessed. <clears throat> the reason why, though, I wasn't enjoying my blessings um, is because just like those Wi-Fi connections we talked about, I lost my connection to joy, and I tried to enjoy my blessings by way of happiness and pleasure. I, at some point, I lost my connection to joy, and I was trying to sustain myself and, 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 and enjoy my blessings through happiness and pleasure. By definition, the word enjoy, to enjoy something means to um, experience it with joy. By definition, to enjoy something means to experience it with joy. So that means that I must have joy in order to enjoy it, even if it's a good thing. I have to have joy in order to enjoy it, even if it's a good thing. By definition, I have to have joy in order to enjoy it. But I wasn't enjoying it because I had lost my connection to joy. What I've learned is that happiness and pleasure are a bad substitution for joy. I, I, I don't want you to do like me, and, and as much as I pray, and as much as I stay before the Father, and as much as I'm connected, somehow, some way, I just I ended up losing my connection to joy. And I was connecting myself to happiness, and I connect myself to pleasure. And the problem with those two things is that both of those things are tied to and have to have a good moment in order to be felt. So I found myself not enjoying my blessings because I had tied it to, 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 to happiness, and I had tied it to pleasure. But, but, but both happiness and pleasure are dependent upon good moments. It's not dependent upon me. It's dependent upon the moment. If it's good, I'm happy. If it's, if it's good, I'm, it's pleasurable. But, but what happens when it's not pleasurable? What I also learned is that joy doesn't affirm itself through a good moment. Joy doesn't need a good moment to be joy. Because, because joy doesn't necessarily generate with me. It generates with God. It's an eternal thing. It is something that comes from God. So it doesn't need the moment in order to have. I don't need the moment to have joy. When I have joy, as long as I got God, I got joy. 
But for many of us, we've connected ourselves, kind of like a Wi-Fi connection. We've connected ourselves to the board instead of to, instead of to the router, and we're trying to wonder why we don't have access to everything that we're supposed to have access to. But you fail, you fail to understand that you've connected yourself to the wrong connection. You've lost your connection to joy. And, and I'm, 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 I'm going to call this, this, this my sermon, um, Fixing My Joy Connection. Somebody said it with fix, fixing my joy connection. Because I've learned, listen to me, y'all, there is no substitute for joy. There's no substitute for joy. So as I started to, to, to traverse through my thoughts and my feelings about what I was feeling, I said to myself, now I understand how a person can have everything they want in life and still be disappointed. I understand now how a person can, 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 can have moments of happiness and moments of pleasure and then 10 minutes later go take their own life because they, they're full of depression and they didn't have joy. They had happiness, they had pleasure, but they were void of joy. And what I want you to understand is that there is no substitute. I don't care what Instagram says. I don't care what the Internet says. There is no substitute for joy. Joy is the only thing that is going to keep you. Somebody shout joy. I told myself, Wanzel, you got to fix your, your joy connection. Because I, was, I, was, I, I, I found myself, and I hated it. I was telling Tina knows this. I was telling her, babe, I can go into the day feeling one way, and I walk out the, the day feeling another way. And I've never been that person. I've never been that person. But I had lost my connection to joy. And I was, listen to me, because happiness is moody. Pleasure is moody. And, 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 and you want it sometimes, you want to feel it sometimes, but if it don't want to show up, it, don't, don't, it doesn't show up. Because the moment has to be good for happiness. The moment has to be good for pleasure. But when I got joy. <laughs> it doesn't matter what comes my way when I have joy. So listen to me. What got me to this space is that I got tired of having these ebbs and flows in my emotions all day long. All day long, it was just happiness had the microphone and pleasure had the microphone. And happiness had the microphone and pleasure had the microphone. But the thing about me, I've always been like this. And it was easier for me to notice that I was off because this was my norm. But when I started seeing all these ebbs and flows and ups and downs, I said, babe, something is wrong. I'm saying this for people who are emotional. Oh, gosh, y'all. You don't even notice that you lost your connection to joy because you are always up and down. But things get worse. Depression set in and, 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 and anxiety sets in when you don't have joy. So you look at one day and say, yo, everything was fine. But it's not been fine because you've lost your connection to joy. It was easy for me to notice that I was off. I wasn't being myself. I've, listen to me, I've always prided myself. And my father taught me, so I give him credit. He said, I, didn't, I don't have to like a thing to do it. I've never been, I've all, he gave that to me. My dad would show up at home, <clears throat> no joke. He'd bring me out of the house, and he would, he would give me some paint, and he'd give me some brush, and he'd say, paint all of those fences. I'm five, dude. Like, I just had to do it. This is going to blow you away. 
I went to college on a football scholarship and didn't like football. I worked a job for 15 years and I did not like it. But it gave me pleasure. And I was able to stay there because I had joy. Joy is what's going to keep you there. Happiness may be the payment. Pleasure may be the payment. But joy is what's going to make you stick it out. Oh, I'm going to stop it there. So in these moments, I'm telling you, within the past three, four weeks, it's like, I got to get my joy back. I got to get it back. And I've, I've been on this, um, this personal journey of reestablishing my connection to joy. And I said to myself, well, you'd be dead wrong not to go up here and, and talk about it. Because, because here's the thing. After what we've been through over the, the past three years, our emotions and our desires and our feelings have been all over the place. We, we, we've seen people die at a rate we've never seen them die. And, and, and that can leave you, specifically when, when, when it happens in your own family, that can leave you searching and thirsting for something. And because I need a connection, I can connect myself to happiness or I can connect myself to pleasure and still find myself on the same roller coaster. I'll be good today, but I'm bad tomorrow. I'll be, I'll be good next week, but I'm, I'm bad for three, four weeks, and I'm good, but I'm bad. No, 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 no. I have to make sure that I connect myself to joy. Shout joy. So there's, there's three choices, and this is Pastor Wanzel stuff. These are three choices that I've had to make to reestablish my connection with joy. Let's go to, to verse 2. <clears throat> My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The first choice I'm making is that I'm choosing purpose over pain. Say that with me. I'm choosing purpose over pain. James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When you get into those seasons where if it's not one thing, it's another. Count it all joy. I'm going to shout, count it all joy. It is interesting because you can hear that. I'll speak for myself. When I initially heard that, I said to myself, is James asking me to be delusional? Like, why would I count it all joy? If I'm, if I, why would I count a trial as joy? And, and that's not what he's saying. He's not saying it at all. He, he's not taking away from what the issue is or what the problem is. It is what it is. There is truth there. But what he is saying is that we've been putting the value of our pain in the wrong point column. We've been putting the value of our pain in the wrong point column. Kennedy plays club volleyball. Camille plays club volleyball. Uh, I 
Sid's not here today, but Sid plays club volleyball. And, um, and, and just in case you don't know, if you want to donate our way, um, club volleyball costs money. A whole lot of money, like unnecessary money. It took me a few years to wrap my hands. I still don't, I'm lying. I don't have my hands wrapped around it just yet. <laughs> I'm still trying to process this whole thing. But um, it makes me laugh because as competitive as club, club volleyball is, and every game means something in club volleyball, specifically when you're ranked. So, like, she plays on a travel team, and every game counts. I mean, it's like it, everything matters. And when you get to these games, there's hundreds of games going on at one time, over 100 games. I want to say hundreds. Yeah, well over 100, game at 100 games at a time. And one of the things that makes me laugh about this very expensive sport is that they never have enough staff to work each game. You go look at all these games, they have a ref on the court who's watching the net. I believe that person is paid to do that. But everybody else, the line judge and the person taking the score or counting the score is a child. So if you play in eights, there's eight-year-olds count like on the line that was in or it was out. And for me, that's a lot to put on an eight-year-old because I paid a lot of money to come here and watch this game. And if, and if, if this game ain't called right. But here's the funny thing. It never fails, never fails. <clears throat> Every single game, and in, in, in at least one of those sets, there's going to be a point put in the wrong column. It never fails. I mean, it never fails. So when you walk up to a volleyball game, next time you go to a club volleyball game, you're going to see a bunch of parents sitting around the court with their phone like this. And they're not looking at their phone. They're, they're keeping the score. Because, the, because for a point to put in the wrong column happens all the time. So you're sitting there, and you're just watching the game, and, and, and it's supposed to be 12-14. She got 13-14. Score! 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 It's wrong! So, so, so then other parents start telling me, yeah, it's wrong! Because here's the thing. The parents understand how you count it determines who wins it. So if you're putting the wrong point in the wrong column, the wrong person is going to win. Listen, God has been losing in your life because you've been counting it wrong. God can't succeed with you because you've been counting it wrong. Listen to me. When he says count it all joy, all he's saying is you're putting it in the wrong column. You should be putting it in God's column. You shouldn't put it in your pain column. Put it in your purpose column. You shouldn't put it in your loss column. Put it in your win column. You've just been counting it wrong. Just count it all, joy. Because I can't win if you keep counting it wrong. You, you know, you saw that as them leaving you, but God saw that as him freeing you. Count it all, joy. You're just counting it wrong. And here's the reason why he can say that, because all things work together for the good to them who love the Lord. All things work together so that I win. All things work together for my benefit. It may not feel good, but I can count it as good because all things work together for my good. Oh, gosh, this one I got into this morning and messed my head up. So that means that he can never lose. 
that doesn't mean that it won't look like he's losing. Cody, I looked in Scripture one time. And one day, one time in Scripture, he was down by three days. But on the third day, somebody shout the third day. On the third day, he rose. My God can never lose. He can never lose. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you need to learn how to count. You need to learn how to count. You just ain't been counting this thing right. You need to learn how to count. Oh, this thing is so simple with God. He's never lost a case. He's never lost. He's never been defeated. And if I belong to him, how could I? It may feel like a defeat. It might even look like a defeat. But I got to put it in the right point column. I got to give it the right value. You're frustrated and disgruntled with God because in your mind he keeps losing with you. The more I give him, the less he does. I gave him my life and I haven't seen a difference. You're counting it wrong. Because the God that I serve never loses. I've never seen him lose a case. Oh, that comes from me being in the culture church, and I hear these old elders say that I've, ne- I've never seen him lose a case. He's always stood for me, and I've never seen him lose. Even when my back was against the wall, I've never seen him lose. Shout, I got to count it right. Let's get to the next point. Let's go back to verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The the second choice that I'm making is I'm choosing the present over the possible. Shout, I'm choosing the present over the possible. James says, Count it all, all joy. And that doesn't mean that my happiness is found in some future place. It says count it all joy. That doesn't mean that when this is over, I'll experience happiness, I'll experience joy. He says right now in this present moment, count it all joy. I wrote this note down, and I want you to have it. So many of us miss out on our present joy because we are waiting for a possible happiness. So many of us miss out on our present joy because we are waiting for a possible happiness. When we get the money, when we get the title, when we get the degree, when we get the relationship, when they say sorry, I'll have happiness then. But the problem with that is that if I'm waiting on a possible happiness, I cannot enjoy where God has me because I'm waiting for where I think he's going to take me. 
I can't enjoy where he has me because I'm so concerned with where I think he's going to take me. David says something in the book of Psalms 16 and 11. Write that down. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. So what I, where my mind goes to the fact that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at once. So that means that I can have joy wherever I am in whatever situation I'm facing because in his presence is fullness of joy, a full bag of joy. So listen to me. All I have to do now is to be present for his presence because God can be anywhere at once. And if there's fullness of joy in his presence, all I have to do is be present in his presence. Tell your neighbor to be present. Y'all think that, I, that Pastor Wanzo be losing his mind before he get up here and speak? He just be yelling and he just be going at us and talking about us. Here's the man. I don't want you to miss the moment. So many of us are missing the moment because we're hoping for something in the future. But God wants to do it right now. He is presence. There, there's joy in his presence. And he wants to do it right now. But you're not present for the moment because you're hoping for something else. It's funny. When I used to work for this company, um, if somebody put in their two weeks notice, we'd go ahead and fire them. We wouldn't fire them. We would let them go. I'm just going to go ahead and help you. Like, you know, we're gonna go, you put your two weeks in, you did good, but just go ahead. Go ahead and do your thing. Go take that two-week vacation. Because here's the thing. The moment that they serve their papers to say, hey, I'm leaving, their heart already left the building. They're already planning for what's getting ready to happen, and this is what we do to God. You're already planning for what, you're already praying for what, what's going to happen, and God is saying, girl, I want to bless you in your present situation, and you keep looking at what's going to happen, but you, when you get there, you're still not going to be happy because you keep missing my presence. You still won't have joy when you get there because you keep missing my presence. There is fullness in the presence of God. It's fullness. I want to be present in every moment he places. Listen to me, y'all. I'm a, this is a very transparent moment, transparent moment for me. I've had to apologize to God at times for coming up on this stage and not being present. I've had to apologize to him. Because here's the thing. He never, oh, my father-in-law say this, this is so often. I'm just a conduit. That's what I am. I'm a conduit. And whatever I say to you should flow through me. That means that I should absorb some of what I'm giving you. But there have been times that I got up here that I just gave you a message that I didn't absorb because I wasn't present. And whenever you're not present, it doesn't go over well. Because your heart wasn't in it. You worried about who's showing up to church, Wanzel. I'm just messing with Ezra because Ezra doesn't miss a lick, but you worried because Ezra missed a lick, Wanzel. 
I'm just, you know, Ezra, you know, you, you real, listen, I'm so appreciative of y'all right here. But do you get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the possible and I'm missing the present. I showed the church on Sunday morning, we got the possibility, we got all these seats in here, we fill them up and we could do all, we could do all this, but no, what's present? <laughs> Bless those that are present. She may not be the wife that you want right now, but bless those that are present. He may not be the husband that you want right now, but bless those that are present. He wants you to be present because there's joy wherever he is. And if I'm present, he'll bring joy to it. So many of us miss our present joy because we are waiting for a possible happiness. All I can think about y'all, and I don't even replay I was about to say blackjack. What's the card game? Spades. I don't even like spades. But when they taught me, they taught me that, you know, you got some sure books. I know I got, I got, the, I got the, 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 I got some guarantees. What is it, what is it, the big, the big what? The big joker. You know, I got them in my hand. There's some guarantees, but then there are also a couple possibles. Here's the problem. Just like a spades game, we're betting on the possibles. We ain't putting our money down on, the, on, on what we have guaranteed. He says that there's fullness of joy in my presence. That's the guarantee. Oh, God, y'all, that's the guarantee. Sitting in this moment is the guarantee. You're so concerned about when, you know, when we do this and when I, what are you doing right now? When he says, sorry, I'll be a better wife. But what are you doing right now? When they get my money right, I'll be a better employee. But what are you doing right now? Are you present? Say, I'm choosing the present over the possible. Let's get the third one. Let's go to Hebrews 12.2. Are you there? Hebrews 12.2 says this. Looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Third and final point for today, or the third choice that Pastor Wanzel is making to reconnect with his joy is that I'm going to choose his joy over my pleasures. Shout, I'm choosing his joy over my pleasures. You will have to um, dive into this text a bit to know this, but um, when the the writer of Hebrews, we don't know who that person is, but when the writer of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, um, he implies us fixing our eyes on Jesus and not looking at anything else. 
just watching him as if he was the only option. And I think a lot of times we feel like we're fixing our eyes on Jesus and, and, and he is the one that we're modeling ourselves after, but we entertain a lot of other things. I'm looking at Jesus, but I'm entertaining this. I'm looking at Jesus, but I'm entertaining that. And as it, as it, as it relates to your joy, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Jesus for my joy, but I'm entertaining happiness and I'm entertaining pleasure. So this joy thing never really works out because I'm still entertaining and I'm playing with other things that I, I, I hope will give me happiness and will give me peace and will give me joy. But what, what, what the writer says is that you have to fix your eyes just on Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one that we have to model ourselves after. Shout, fix your eyes on Jesus. And the reason why he says we need to fix our eyes on Jesus is because for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured can you give me that, that chair? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him. For the joy that was set before him, he endured his environment. For the joy set before him, he endured the pain. For the joy set before him, he was able to make it until Sunday. Even though he felt his pain on Friday, for the joy set before me. Here's what I don't want you to, 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 to miss. He felt every nail. He felt every stripe they placed on his back. He felt every blow that they hit him in his face with. But for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What I pulled from this is that Jesus shows us that joy is more of a focus than a feeling. It's, it's, it's more of a, of, 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 of a focus than a feeling. It was his focus that made him make it until Sunday. Even though he was feeling the pain on Friday. And what, what I want you to understand is, is this. You have to be focused on his joy. So that you can make it through the thing that is paining you. It was unpleasurable and it hurt. And they drove nails into his hands and his feet. And he dealt with the pain. Because he was focused on his joy. I said to myself. I've got three months left in this year. And my focus 
is going to be his joy. Whatever comes my way, I'm staying focused on his joy. Because if Jesus could endure the cross for his joy, then I can endure a little aggravation for mine. If Jesus could endure nails being driven into his hands for his joy, then I can endure being upset for mine. So what's going to be your focus? Is it going to be your pleasure? Or is it going to be his joy? Because unless you start focusing now, with three months left in this year, you're going to find yourself in the same spot. As soon as the ball drops, you'll be doing the same thing you did this year. Your focus has to change. My focus has to get off my pleasure. My focus has to get off my happiness, and my focus has to be on his joy because there's fullness in his joy. There's everything that I need in his joy. His joy is everything I've ever wanted it to be, and all I have to do now is start focusing on his joy. Shout his joy. Not my pleasure, his joy. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.